I'm JP Tuesday. And I'm Kiki Cannon. As lifelong Disney fans, the work of countless talented Disney creatives have shaped our lives. Now, as the Disney catalog expands, we're taking a journey through film and television to discover if that spark that shaped us as children lives on in adulthood. Does your favorite Disney media still cast that same spell? Join us as we find out. We are Rewatching the Magic. Hi, Kiki. Hi, Tuesday. It's been a long time since we've done a uh, character shorts collection. I think the first and only one we've done so far is Mickey. And because there are so many Mickey shorts and Disney Plus has a good chunk. But we specifically have had a request to do a Goofy short. And since Goofy shorts are less than 10 minutes, it doesn't really work for a full podcast. So we are making this episode all about Goofy. Uh, We're going to be talking about a bunch of Goofy shorts, which there are not a lot of on Disney+. It's about 20 classic Mickey shorts on Disney+, Plus. about 20 classic Donald shorts, dozen Chip and Dale and Pluto shorts, but like less than 10 Goofy shorts. No respect. Yeah, more love for the goof. Come on. Exactly. More love for Goofy. More classic shorts in general. I just want the entire classic shorts collection on Disney Plus so I can watch them whenever I want. Because you can't really buy them these days. Like the complete Goofy collection has been out of print for years and goes for about 200 bucks these days. But uh, this was actually a special request. So uh, we got a message back in October from a fan named Nick Opaluski, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing your name right, to do uh, a Goofy short. And But uh, since Goofy shorts are so short, we're going to do a bunch of them to kind of pad out the podcast. So, Nick, this episode is for you. And if you want us to do a episode on anything that you want on Disney Plus, send us a message. You will uh, on our Facebook or Twitter feeds. If Twitter's still around by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always kind of dodgy. <laughs> but yeah, g- get us on the socials and uh, we will we might get around to doing that episode for you. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Uh for for being a listener and uh, for sending in a listener request. Yeah. So let's talk about Goofy. Yeah, Goofy. We has- we talked about Goofy before because we we did the, uh, the 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 Goofy the Goofy movie. We did Goofy movie, and of course we did a uh, a Mickey Donald and Goofy short back in our Mickey episode. Yeah. So yeah, Mickey uh, Goofy has been around since 1932, debuting under the name Dippy Dog, and then changed his name to Goofy. Has had uh, multiple aliases: George Goof, George Geef, GG Geef, Mr. Wheeler, Mr. Walker. <laughs> the man has wears many hats. But uh, yeah. I, I like Goofy, though. Goofy. He's just Goofy. One name, like Cher or Madonna. 
our yeah. lord. <laughs> but yeah, um, Goofy has been around for a long time. Ama- uh, of course, originally voiced by the amazing Pinto Kovig, now voiced by the amazing Bill Farmer. So Goofy has been either an ensemble player or a background character through most of the 30s. Well, it really wouldn't be until 1939 where they gave Goofy a starring role. His first starring role in the short Goofy and Wilbur, which is not on Disney+. Plus. You would think that Goofy's first ever solo cartoon would be on the service. It is not. <laughs> and, you know, Goofy it was a hit and they wanted more Goofy shorts. By this point, Kovig had, uh, Pinto Kovig had left Disney due to a dispute with Walt Disney. So, for there are some cartoons that are just them reusing already pre-recorded lines of Kovig to try to cover up the fact that he quit. Yeah, this is where this is where the narrator comes in. This is why so many classic Goofy shorts have a narrator because the guy that voiced Goofy quit and they were very hesitant to recast. I mean, there's are, there are compilations on YouTube of every single reused line in Goofy cartoons and it was because uh, COVID quit and they didn't want to recast at, at that time. And it's really weird because some of the... Um, Everyman shorts, the uh, the George Geefe shorts, where it's Goofy has a very non-Goofy voice because it's just the narrator doing Goofy's lines. Sounds really weird. None of those yeah. are on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I. It's so weird how much stuff is it's not on Disney Plus. And I I don't know why. I don't know if it's like they're they're working on maybe upgrading them for like you know HD or something. I mean, it's not like they're in bad condition. They were released. This was granted. It was now almost twenty years ago, but they had a collection with every short for every character that was a mickey collect mickey i think mickey ended up getting like three collections because there were so many of them but yeah complete donald collections complete goofy collections of every cartoon they've ever been in so they exist they exist in good quality okay well i'm i'm gonna point out that like good quality and hd quality because uh, i was watching last night just Futurama mm-hmm. and I mean Futurama premiered in 1999 and I was watching an episode from I think that particular episode was from like 2003 or 2004 mm-hmm. and I was watching it on an HD screen and the animation quality it, it hadn't been you know upgraded or anything for HD. It was just the original quality from, you know, 2003. And I thought, 
oh my goodness, this looks so rough. Because when it's blown up to that quality, you can see every time that, you know, the the line art is inked over or any tiny small animation flub, it, you know, and it's it was almost painful for me to watch. And that's just, you know, animation from 20 years ago. And I thought, you know, oh my goodness, this this needs to be, you know, run through some kind of cleaning process or something to smooth this out a little bit. Because it's just, it was honestly just physically painful to my eyes to watch. I thought, wow, I, I didn't realize how how much of a difference it had it would make. Um, and, and here we are talking about cartoons from 80 years ago. Yeah, and so, I mean, it it's weird to think that it, it makes such a difference, but it can. And I, and I realize that it's going to be different because you're talking about animation that was meant to be shown on a big screen, so there's probably not as much that would need to be cleaned. This is also Disney, which I'm pretty sure they kept as much of the original material as possible. Yeah, Disney was not known to destroy things like some other, you know, studios were or, you know, some things were were lost or destroyed and everything. Disney has had an amazing retention of original artwork basically since the beginning. So it's it's really impressive what they can go back into their vaults and find. But I I just wonder if that's why some of the stuff is not on there. I mean, the Mickey ones I get because he's the mascot. So you would want as many of his cartoons to be suitable for high quality television as possible. But I just I, also think that among the the original lineup of classic characters, I don't think Goofy gets as much love. So I don't think there's as many people out there going like, we want Goofy shorts, you know? I can see there being more people being like, we want Mickey shorts, we want Donald shorts, we want, you know. I mean, for a lot of people, they, their first exposure to Goofy was Goof Troop and the Goofy movie. So anything before that isn't there Goofy, for lack of a better term? I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of me, too. I mean, I, I'll cop to that. I, I was more familiar with Goofy from the Goof Troop era than I was from the 1940s how-to shorts. And then you got me. I grew up with the Disney Channel. You didn't. We, we've already we've established that on the show. So I was watching the the weekday morning compilation shows where it was just all of the old shorts every day. So I see him all, every single one of these multiple times as, as I was growing up. Yeah. So, I mean, it probably just depends on where you entered with the character. And that was a big thing. Cause Disney, unlike like, let's say Looney Tunes, 
where when we were growing up, you had at least three channels that were showing Looney Tunes prior to Cartoon Network's existence. But for Disney, they didn't really do that. It's like you had you either had the Disney Channel or you had to wait until your local network ran one of the classic movies and showed one of the shorts with it to fill time. That is so true. That came up as a point of conversation in my house of like, who's your favorite classic Disney character? You know, not a princess, not, you know, uh, that, but as far as the classic lineup of Walt era characters, you know, are you a Mickey person, a Donald person, Goofy, or you, you know, who who do you like in the in the classic lineup? And nobody in my house was able to like really pin it down. But if you went over to Looney Tunes, there were strong feelings on Looney Tunes. And when the conversation came to why, it was because Looney Tunes was always on TV. I can quote dozens of Looney Tunes cartoons from that same era. You know, mm-hmm. if you pick that, like, you know, 30s, 40s era and be like, Here's the name of a classic Looney Tunes versus a classic Disney short from the same year. I could quote you every line from the Looney Tunes, and it's a hit or miss whether or not I've seen the classic Disney short. I mean, we grew up with Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show every Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. And they would run constantly and I would see those shorts over and over and over again. And I can give you the names of my favorites in in the Looney Tunes lineup and I can tell you all the jokes and I can tell you all that, you know, I have very strong feelings on Looney Tunes from that era. And my feelings on Disney starts at a later era unless you're talking about the feature films when it had a regular presence on television yeah and and so you know disney shorts i don't have strong feelings about compared to like warner brothers looney tunes shorts and that's one thing i will give hbo max for they have the majority of the classic looney tune shorts on their service Oh, hundreds. I mean, it's just they they put all of those shorts on, you know, it's like Day it's one. listed of like, yeah, of like, you know, 32 seasons or whatever, however they broke it up of short. But really, it's just, you know, 50 or 60 years of shorts. Um, Which they and, and I wish they would do that for Disney Plus, but. Here we are. Yeah, I think if Disney Plus had done the same thing, I would have probably gone through and just binged all of those shorts and I would have I would probably have the answer to that 
who's your favorite classic Disney character rather than just, I have general warm feelings towards all of them, but no strong feelings towards any of them. You know, whereas, like, you go over to Looney Tunes and I am dying on the hill of Marvin the Martian. You know, it's like... (laughs) That's one of the things I'm kind of jealous of the current generation because for the last however many years, they've been getting brand new Mickey Mouse shorts. Even as preschoolers, they're getting Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So it's like they're exposed to these characters from a young age right out of the right out of the womb. But for a lot of people, especially our generation, the ones that grew up in the 80s, unless you had cable, you didn't. You didn't have that exposure. Yeah. And like a lot of people, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I remember watching like new Mickey Mouse Club or whatever. And then I remember, you know seeing like those kids and then they went on to be like pop stars and whatever. I just remember seeing pop stars and then finding out later, like, Oh yeah, they started on Mickey mouse club. And I would go like, really? And then I would go like, there was a Mickey mouse club in like the nineties. And I should have been the age to watch that, but I didn't have the channel. Mm -hmm. Because that was a premium channel still, and we we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And, and even kids of uh, the 2000s had House of Mouse, so they were already exposed to these kids, which yeah. is really which is really weird because that means at one point, Mickey Mouse shorts and classic Bugs Bunny shorts both aired on the same network for a yeah, brief moment. Yeah. For a brief moment, <laughs> ABC brief was airing- shining moment. <laughs> For a brief shining moment, you could see Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny on the same channel on Saturday mornings. Which, again, House of Mouse needs to be on Disney+. Plus. That was awesome. I want House of Mouse. (laughs) But we are talking about the goof. So the first short we are going to be talking about is The Art of Skiing from 1941. The first of the how-to shorts. And... The origin of the Goofy Holler. It's the skiing, and they're doing yodeling. And the yodeling for the skiing cartoon was performed by Hans Stroll, who was a professional skier and the owner, at the time, of the Sugar Bowl Ski Resort, which is the resort that Goofy is at in this cartoon. Scroll and Disney had a good relationship. If the Sugar Bowl Lodge, which is still in operation today, actually has a mountain named Mount Disney in Walt's honor. It was a really famous uh, ski resort in California. Um, and it has been in so many movies because it's really, really close to uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, And so it's really easily accessible. So it's really cool uh, there. And it was the, uh, the first one in California to install a, one of the uh, gondola lifts. Mm. Um and um chairlifts 
that we see so, in that we see in the cartoon. Yeah. So, um, so instead of having to hike uh, up the mountain to ski down it, you could just take the chairlift and, and all that kind of stuff. I I think I think that's kind of kind of cool that they they were there. Pinto Kovic had quit Disney at this point. Our only our only dialogue is from our narrator John McLeish, who was a storyboarder and story writer for Disney at the time. You know him because he's the narrator in every cartoon of the 30s and 40s. That's that's kind of what he's known for. All of the how-to cartoons, he's the voice of. Um, the Dover Boys Warner Brothers cartoon, he's the narrator in that. If there's a cartoon and it has a narrator, John McClash is the narrator in that cartoon, pretty much. He just has that that snooty voice that works in this in this scenario. Um, there, there is a legend that may or may not be true. Um, they didn't tell John McLeish that this was going to be done for comedy because some of the Disney shorts were actually educational. Mm. And so there, there is a Disney legend that they told John McLeish that like, Oh, you're you're just doing like that. The how-to shorts were going to be like just kind of how-to shorts, and so that he read them like normally, and they didn't tell him that Goofy was going to be doing basically the opposite for comedy, and that his narration was going to be like the the funny counterpoint. I don't know how true that is, but it is a Disney legend that uh, that John McLeish did not know that he was basically making a series of comedy shorts. At first, at least. I, I suppose he, he saw them at some point and went like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, the art of skiing or sheing... But anyway, you know, we have Goofy, he's learning how to ski, and he's doing everything wrong, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just Goofy getting up, putting on the skis, and then going right back to bed. I felt that. It's like, there's, I think there's always that one point where you get up, you go do your morning routine, you're partially dressed, and then you just hit the bed again. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I felt, I felt that, Goofy, I felt that. <laughs> But, can we can we but, talk? Can we go back to the the bit of the the skiing or sheing? Because this was the thing when when I was watching the the short, this confused the crap out of me because he was like, it says on the book at the beginning or on the title card or whatever at the beginning. Where it was like, the art of skiing, or sheing. And then the narrator goes, the art of skiing, or sheing, is like, and it's never explained. And I was like, is this supposed to be a joke? And then, because they never actually, like, mention it. And he just keeps going, like, skiing, or sheing. And then, but they never actually, like, talk about why they're they're saying that throughout it he just keeps 
like going back and forth between two different pronunciations. I looked it up because I was like, this is some joke I am not getting. You know? But it turns out that apparently the original pronunciation of ski was she. Like, apparently the, the, like, Swedish and Norwegian and the, the modern, um, version of that became she, even though the Old Norse was skis. Mm. But in modern times, it became she, and then, like, Portuguese and Spanish and, like, Dutch and stuff was she. But then, like, for some reason, the Welsh and stuff, it changed to, like, ski. And so, like, a bunch of, you know, languages and everything changed to ski. And so when it came down to English, we used ski. So apparently there is a difference depending on the language, um, at least in, in European languages, on whether or not it's pronounced ski or she. Hmm. So it's not a joke. It's just depending on which language group you're coming from, mm. which, you know, I'm a linguist, so I find that fascinating, but it's not actually mentioned in, in the thing that, like, that's what he's referencing. And, and there's, when we get to, to another cartoon, there's a, a similar thing so that I'll talk about when we get to it, but I I kind of wish that the narrator would have been like, or in some languages, she, like, you know, so, because it it seems like a joke, and it really confused me, because everything else in the, in the short is a joke. So, I, I don't know. I'm maybe, saying. again, maybe there is some merit to this being, uh, a re uh, at least at some point, thought to be educational. Yeah, I mean, it certainly was educational to me in the fact that I I discovered the etymology of the word ski, but it wasn't, I don't think, it's, as just a viewer watching, I thought it was a joke except for the fact that I'm the type of person that I'm like I should look up the etymology of the word <laughs> ski because that's annoying me you know I'm gonna be honest goofy shorts are 90% pratfall comedy and very little dialogue so we're gonna do our best to try to uh, talk about these cartoons <laughs> audio format and all <laughs> but uh yeah i mean for the first of these type of shorts and i'm pretty sure they didn't know this was going to be a series of shorts it actually is 
the cartoon really does hold up in terms of comedy. Like, no matter how many times I've seen this cartoon, I'll still laugh at the, at the, at the dumb jokes. But then again, it's just Goofy falling on his face. And then, you know, you know a yodeler screaming. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that I learned from this was that I never knew that that, the, the you know, Goofy Yeller, Goofy Holler was originally done by Hans Schroll. Six minutes into this cartoon as we get the fame, the very first ever Goofy Holler. And that Goofy Holler has been used in so many cartoons, not even uh, Goofy. I mean, there's cartoons. I mean, we've talked about when we talk about some of the classic movies that Disney will just slide that sound effect in there. So it's like they never intended it to be for Goofy. Just a general screaming sound effect but it's become so synonymous with goofy that you really can't that's why it's called the goofy holler it's you know disney doesn't call it that fans called it that and it's stuck you know well they they never really intended that to be more than just a you know like a scream really mm. you know like he goes off of the the cliff at one point on the skis and he makes a screaming noise which they got Hans Stroll to do but when they showed it they premiered this at the um at a uh some kind of annual event for skiers mm. um and Walt and uh, his wife Lillian were there and they were like, hey, we've just made a short about skiing and we're gonna, you know, premiere it to you guys. And when they did that, that scream got the biggest laugh of the entire short. <laughs> and Walt was like, oh, okay, we, we got something here. And so they reused the sound effect again and other things and every time they used that sound effect it would get a huge laugh um so they kept using it one of the famous uh stories is that apparently bill farmer only got the role of goofy because he was the only one that could imitate the goofy holler gosh i hadn't heard that (laughs) yeah and Sometimes, I mean, there's there's all kinds of um, things about voice actors being able to do that that one little thing that they're the only one that can do it correctly. And that's what allows them to get and retain the job. The guy that's the current, I, I think he's still the current voice of Porky Pig, I saw him in an interview where he breaks down exactly how he does the Porky Pig stutter. Mm. And I mean, he breaks it down technically. I mean, so did um, uh, so did Mel Blank when when asked about it. There's a well, there's yeah, a, there's, but, a, there's a method to it. But but he he does it in an extremely technical. You know, it, it's a really good video. 
where he talks about exactly the point where the stutter happens and everything. And he slowly speeds it up. And once he finally gets it to full speed and then he stops it in his own voice and he says, and I'm the only one that can currently do that. And that's why I have a job. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, there, there is a, a skill in being able to do that. And if you're the one guy in the world that can do that at this point, you know, you, you got a pretty solid gig. So, I mean, g- good job to Bill Farmer for being the one guy that can do that. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, and it's just the, the culmination of that is when he's on the, the ski jump and you get like, like scroll is just screaming, (laughs) just screaming his lungs out. You you know, you can almost imagine them in the studio, just him screaming it, that, that yodel. Well, the thing, the thing is, is that yodeling is not. A scream. It's a musical technique. He's actually just singing there, which is the really awesome thing. And that's that's probably what Bill Farmer hit upon that the people that everybody else misses. Because everyone is just doing the scream and he's actually singing. He, yeah, he probably actually just realizes that that's, you know, singing. Once you once you realize that that scream was actually done by a yodeler, it makes a lot more sense in in how it was done because yodeling is a really fascinating technique, you know, um, because I'm I'm actually you know from a place where you know, there's there's a lot of yodeling tradition because <laughs> um, the American South is is one of the places where that's still done. It's actually really kind of cool to uh, hear it, but of course he would have been from the kind of Alpine tradition of of that, which is really awesome that it's in American pop culture in that yeah. way. And the fact that it's been used so many times in so many movies, it kind of feels bad that this was a pre-Union Disney. Because can you imagine the royalties his family would get from it? There is another Disney legend that says that he possibly was not even paid for performing that. Because I want a uh, sidebar. I want to talk a little bit about a voice actor named Paul Julian. Paul Julian was the voice of the Roadrunner. Even though he's long past, he is still the voice of the Roadrunner. They beep, just beep. Re- yeah. Beep, beep. They reuse that beep beep. And his family does get paid. They are compensated for them reusing Paul Julian's beep beep every time you see the Roadrunner. And that is why I bring up that, you know, Han Troll, his family kind of getting screwed out of the fact that Disney reuses this goofy holler and he doesn't get credit for it and very likely not getting paid for it. That's the thing is it's it's a Disney legend and we're we're not actually sure. I mean, hopefully because he does all of the yodeling in the 
short and there's a lot of it mm-hmm. and he they also used the actual you know they drew the sugar bowl resort and they used the name of the sugar bowl hopefully he did get compensation of some sort but whether or not he got residuals for them constantly using the goofy holler is the question yeah again this was a pre-union disney that's why covid left disney the first time yeah and that's why disney was able to reuse his his audio and other goofy cartoons without having to pay him so i mean the cartoon still holds up it's still hilarious it's just yeah really there's, hard to- there's a lot of good visual gags in this um and a and- lot of it is just you know laughing at they really put the, the the right parts put that yodeling that and this and the hollering that you know you you get the laugh out it's still funny yeah and you know goofy crashing into the bed at, at the end of the day because you know and you know after a day of skiing no one has problems going to sleep and yes <laughs> but yeah again it's 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 hard to describe a cartoon that is mostly slapstick comedy in an audio format but we're gonna try but yeah, the art of skiing, it still holds up. It's still a good one. Yeah, and and if nothing else, it is historically significant to the Disney Corporation for starting out this how-to series and also being the origin of one of the most infamous sound effects in the Disney sound catalog. So we're going to move on to 1942's How to Fish. This is the second fishing cartoon that Goofy does a solo thing in. And this is the one Nick specifically requested. Yes. So How to Fish. The same people, you know. Again, like I said, he's the same narrators. It's just what it is. It's weird that this opens with a view of astrological signs showing when is the right time to go fishing. And this is the other one that I wanted to to talk about. This is why I wondered if the skiing sheing thing was like just a joke because McLeish talks about um, Pisces throughout this and if it had not been for the captions, I would have not known what he was talking about because he pronounces it piscus through the entire thing. Mm. Which is never a pronunciation that I've heard. We didn't have the internet to look up what, how things are pronounced. And it's probably that no one else in the Disney offices knew that that was the pronunciation. Or it's like, he sounds so regal and snooty when he's saying it that must be the correct pronunciation maybe we've been saying it wrong i don't know according to the oxford dictionary uh apparently piscus is a acceptable secondary pronunciation for pisces oh he was right then (laughs) He is the 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 first person I've ever heard pronounce it that way. 
<laughs> what a bizarre thing to learn from a goofy short. Yeah. Of all things. But the point of the, of the opening is that every man has the want and need to go fishing. Uh, I, it works for the cartoon, but I've never had the want or need to go fishing in my life. I do like that this kind of changes up the format in that it's an actual book. So when the scene stop is a page turn. I don't think they did that for the other ones, but it's a nice change of pace. Going to be real. I think Goofy and Wilbur is the better cartoon. Because you at least have someone for Goofy to work off with 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 Wilbur. So McLeish is at least in on the joke now because he's actually making jokes in his narration. Like, there, now you've done it. You scared all the fish away, dummy. <laughs> yeah. This this is at least uh, part of part. They, you know, they like you said, they roped him into the joke. Now, the the joke is much more. Uh, elaborate with the fish you know being like the brave and mighty trout and then the trout sees its own shadow and <laughs> swims away into a cave <laughs> um i i i particularly like that joke um and they but, straight up laugh at goofy at, at every every instance he, he tries and they're just like this guy this guy thinks he can catch us this one, I gotta say, like, I've, you know, I live in the deep south in the warmest part of everything. Um, I have never been skiing. However, I spent so much of my childhood going fishing with my grandfather. So this how to fish short kind of hit me right in the nostalgic places. It was so kind of sweet of um him you know g getting out the all of the equipment to go fish and then him getting all of his lures and <laughs> everything um and going out and trying to to find the fish and all that but i love I love the little thing, like the the conga line of the fish. Oh yeah, with the, the lore. <laughs> There's some some really fun visuals uh, that the animators have put in that I was like, how do you even think of that? You know, I mean, there was always that 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 story that Walt was just ask anyone in the office, give me a gag for this cartoon. And if we use your gag to get a bonus, can you imagine the person who thought of that gag? Like, okay, Goofy has a lure, and they do a conga line. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I think it's so adorable. Some of the, the things. Um, Goofy but... movie kind of ruins something for me because when Goofy throws the line they say the perfect cast and my brain says no that is not the perfect cast <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's true um i i love i love him throwing the the line and then 
catching himself. Yeah. Managing to catch himself with his own cast. That was really inventive. Of course, the the culmination of him being in the boat, casting it, and then catching the the engine of his own boat, and yeah. then having the fight with the engine while the narrator goes like, oh, he's got a big one. Oh, look at that. Look at that rod bend. Yes. You know, reel it in, reel it in, you know, and then it becomes like, a, you know, a, a sports, you know, tournament, you know, almost, you know, with McLeish going on about the. Which is always, you know. my, which always, remind, which always to me believes that this narrator is just goofy subconscious. It's the voice in his head. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Um like he's I doing I kind of like that idea, yeah. And I confuse this with a different cartoon because there's a very similar cartoon that Goofy's in called I believe it's called How to Go Hunting where he has like a fake duck and he's trying to catch ducks even though his best friend's a duck, but we'll have that, that that's a different conversation for a different day. Well, he's a dog, and his best friend owns a dog. True. <laughs> I mean, the world of Disney is very weird. So, in, in, in that cartoon, he finally catches a bird, and it ends up being the mechanical duck. He cooks it, he tries to eat it, and all the gears come out. I thought that was the ending of this one, where he catches the motor, cooks it, and then all the gears come out. So, no, I'm that's a different cartoon. Yeah. But, but the scene at the end, yeah, where he's fighting the motor, he's bashing it. Don't let it get back in the water. <laughs> oh, I just had a really bizarre idea. Okay, so if Pl if Goofy is a dog and Pluto is a dog and the Disney line has always been that the reason that Goofy gets to be like a person and talk and live in a house and everything and Pluto has to be a dog is that Goofy wears clothes and Pluto doesn't. If we put clothes on Pluto, does he get, like, sentience and speech and, like, full rights? Or is just Pluto a nudist? Is it, is it like, Master has given Pluto clothes? <laughs> Pluto is free! <laughs> like, Pluto is a free dog. <laughs> Is that how it works in Disney? Like, you just, like, you're a normal animal until somebody gives you clothing? I don't but, know. you know, it doesn't work like that in, in Cinderella, because she gives all the mice clothing, and they're still, like, just normal mice. But they can talk! And yeah. they have sentience. <laughs> I guess. Should, be, should we be, like, advocating for justice for the mice in Cinderella? Although they do get to go live in the castle at the end of the movie. Yes, they, and they're still living there as far as the sequels are concerned, but we'll get to those eventually. <laughs> so maybe that is how it works. Like, the second, like, she dressed those mice and stuff, like, maybe they had, like, full rights in the Disney universe. Maybe. Oh my goodness, somebody go put clothes on Pluto. I just like the idea that just Pluto's a nudist. Oh my goodness, like, if, so wait, like, do, like, Disney characters have to be never nudes in order to retain their sentience, like? 
I think that's why Donald doesn't wear pants. <laughs> is that why Donald is always kind of like slightly weirder than the rest of them? Is because he's only half dressed? <laughs> I mean, Mickey doesn't wear a shirt half the time. Well, yeah, but he's wearing pants, which is the important bit. Like, you you can go shirtless and still retain your sentience, I guess, in the Disney universe. But as long as you're wearing pants. I guess. <laughs> that is such a weird tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> but the cartoon is still good. It's still good. It's still, I mean, a lot of these classic ones are still good. So, yeah, let's. No, I, I, no, I really did. I liked this show. I think I liked it better than the skiing one because it just it hit me in all the right nostalgic places. And that bit at the end where he's like fighting the motor and then he pulls the motor out and he holds it up. Like, it is the greatest catch in the entire world. Yeah. Such a good shot at the end with him, like, holding up that. And and they've even drawn, like, the propellers on the end of the motor like they're the tail of a fish. Such good artwork. So, yeah, I really, I really liked this short. This, this is a really good short. So, let's move on to... Night for a Day from 1946. Another one of those goofy things was the sports cartoons, which kind of the fishing one is, and the skiing one's kind of too, but I don't know if I would put this in the how-to category. Some people have put this in the everyman category. Well, this is the this is the one, the first one that we're talking about that actually has a plot. Yep. And we we get another Different narrator this time. We have John and it doesn't have Goofy. It's a it's listed as a Goofy short, and the poster does say Goofy on it, hmm. but it's Cedric. It yeah it it doesn't have Goofy as a character because every single character in this is just based off of Goofy's model. That uh, that's one of the one one of the reasons I wanted to do this because some of the most popular Goofy shorts is. Everyone is goofy. They're all goofs. Yes. Goofy it's weird is... to think of Goofy as a dog. Like, I know canonically Goofy is a dog, but I don't think of him as a dog. I think of him as a goof. <laughs> like, he's his own species. You know? I mean, there are like, some... Like, Mickey is some... a mouse, and Donald is a duck. And, you know, like, Clarabelle is a cow, and, you know, like, they all have their, like, animal species, and then Goofy is a goof. Goofy is not a cow, despite what anyone else says. I'm, I, I can't no, believe No, no, that. no, he's his own species. No, like, I, I, I just want to reference the Goofy is a cow thing that keeps popping up online, and I don't yeah, know who no, no, started no. it. He, I don't... He's, he's not a cow. <laughs> like, I know that canonically he's a dog, but... No, he's, he's, to me, he's a goof. He's Goofy the Goof. I mean, it's, in some cases, he's just supposed to be a guy. Like, there are those, car there are a few, I mean, there, none of them are on Disney+, Plus, but there are those cartoons where they get rid of the, of the dog ears and get rid of the buck teeth, and he's just, he, he still has the snout, but he's just a dude. <laughs> it's always, like, to me, you can be like, you know, what is Goofy? And when I was a kid, I was like, what do you mean, what is Goofy? He's a goof. That's, and then people would be like, no, Goofy's a dog. And I'm like, that, no. Pluto's a dog. Goofy is a goof. That's, that's his 
species. That's his origin. He's a goof. I mean, there's even a few cartoons like during the 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 George Geef shorts where he owns a dog, which is weird. There's cartoons, and the or- reason he doesn't anymore is because one day that dog got into the laundry and got himself some clothes, and gained sentience and went and got his own life. I really wanted to talk about one of the cartoons with Goofy Jr., but those are not on Disney Plus. But <sighs> yeah. Anyway, night for a day. (laughs) Night for a day. Definitely uh, focusing on the everyman. Focusing on the cartoons where everybody is goofy. Technically, this cartoon does not focus on goofy. This focuses on Sir Cedric. Not even Sir. He's just a squire. Yeah. He's he's just Squire Cedric. And the... the Squired to Sirloin Steak. Sirloin, uh-huh. and this, and he's fading circumference. Yeah, <laughs> there's a jousting tournament, and it's between Sir Loinsteak and Sir Comference. Ha ha! Puns, and puns, <laughs> and we have a different narrator, John Brown, who pretty much is the narrator for all of the sports cartoons that Goofy's in. Like, uh, I saw, I was watching the, the hockey one the other day, and it's the same guy, which is really weird because John Brown, he's British, and he just has the perfect American sportscaster voice. Because <laughs> this thing is treated like it's an American sporting event, even though it's medieval English jousting. I mean, you know, it's it's fine. Sports is sports, I suppose. Yeah. So the plot of this one is Cedric, played by Goofy, is the, is the squire of Sirloin Steak, played by Goofy. <laughs> and they're fighting Circumference, also played by Goofy. <laughs> For the hand of the princess, also played by Goofy, possibly. She has a veil, can't really see her face. Yeah, that was the one thing that I was kind of annoyed at is that the veil stays on the entire time. You never see her face. And apparently the lipstick is on the veil. Yeah, that is that is also very weird. So whenever the veil moves, the lipstick moves with it. But yeah, it goes through the uh, Cedric trying to prepare sirloin steak for the uh the tournament and in his kind of fumbling preparations he ends up accidentally knocking sirloin steak out uh and has to take his place in the tournament for the hand of the fair princess and a lot of it is of course yet again just slapstick comedy but uh, he ends up surviving the initial joust and the second joust and even the uh, the sword round. That he breaks the sword right at the beginning of the cartoon. Check off sword. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is is that he's so much smaller than sirloin steak that he ends up hiding inside the armor on the 
the horse while uh, Circumference beats on it with a mace and, interestingly, a jackhammer, <laughs> which he pulls out at one point. It's a cartoon. That is something you expect out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. You do not expect that in a Disney cartoon. Yeah, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Maybe Disney should have done that more um, at the time. But um, but so we keep we keep seeing inside the armor and Cedric is just, you know, curled up in a ball, um, kind of like a magic trick, you know, um, and just hiding in inside, making himself very small while the armor deforms around him. Um and eventually circumference just gets really tired and falls off his horse and yeah uh i mean it's the old rope-a-dope maneuver in 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 boxing where you just let the guy punch himself out yeah there are five kings and in this in in this kingdom i'm not sure why and we don't know which one is the parents of the princess i i just kind of thought they were just like you know princes or nobles or something i i didn't really think they were kings you know i just thought they were in in the sca we just call them pointy hats Uh. (laughs) because they wear pointy hats (laughs) but they're uh, noblemen of some undisclosed variety yeah and they sit up in the box and they go, yay. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. I, I do like how the princess is immediately smitten by Cedric. Like, he's small. He's a small guy. But it's like the princess is immediately smitten with him. I'm not sure if if it's so much that she's smitten with Cedric so much as she just doesn't want to marry Circumference. Who is a brute. It, it might not be like. Yes I like you. So much as I really hate that guy. And. We don't really know much about the princess. She doesn't even get any lines. She doesn't get a other than yay and boo. Yeah. Well it is a cartoon. From the 40s. So that was before women were allowed to have. Personalities or agency. Apparently. I, I thought this. I thought this one was was cute. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Again, the goofy cartoons hold up greatly. It's just it's uh, most of the cartoons are slapstick comedy, so it's hard to talk about that in an audio format. Yeah, I think in general your your feelings towards goofy shorts and cartoons in general are going to depend on your feelings about slapstick. I, I'm I'm rather a fan of most slapstick. This one I liked a bit more because there was a bit more plot to it, mm-hmm. um, which I I liked, and of course the medieval setting, which I liked. So we are going to fast forward the timeline. Uh, this one is not on Disney Plus, but it is on Disney.com. So I'm going to count it. It is from 2007, How to Hook Up Your Home Theater. And because it's like the first how-to one of the modern era to be in a theater, there was a there were a bunch of them for Mickey Mouse Works and for House of Mouse, but in terms of a theatrical goofy release, 
this one was the first in a very long time since the 1950s or 60s. And Goofy's last theatrical release prior to this was a Goofy movie, and that was the 90s. This short was released, amazingly enough, with National Treasure Book of Secrets. So if you went to go see National Treasure Book of Secrets in the theater, you saw this cartoon. I did not, so I didn't. <laughs> we have Yeah, for- I I think I I think I waited until DVD for for the National Treasure sequel, so yeah. So we uh we got Bill Farmer, our first Bill Farmer goofy cartoon we're gonna be talking about today, with Corey Burton, legendary voice actor Corey Burton as the narrator doing a Perfect impression of the original narrator. Corey Burton, he's been in everything. Uh, he's been in too much to, 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 to really name here, so he's been in everything. The short is about Goofy wanting to watch the big game because legally they cannot say Super Bowl. Yeah. So... While the backdrop of this is a football game, this is still, you know, this is also Disney doing something that we would rarely see in that they're kind, this was something modern for 2000 for the for the early 2000s, you know. The term even the term hook up being used in a Disney cartoon I, classic Disney would probably not have used that term. They put how how to set up or how to connect, but the term hook up uh, in, in, in the title. And, you know, Goofy wants to watch the big game, but he only has this five-inch screen that is so small that a fly flying by it is just interrupting his viewing. But he wants to get, he's you know, it's the, the keeping up with the Joneses. He sees the neighbor. He wants the big screen TV, too. And I love this scene of him walking into the not Walmart <laughs> and just seeing the biggest screen and just saying, I love you. <laughs> well, yeah, I like that he that he sees like the smaller screen and then he sees the big screen and you're like, oh, OK, that's the one that he goes as the as the narrator is saying, like. Well, you know, you should go for a, a moderately sized one, and then you're thinking like, "Oh no, he's going to fight for this big screen that he's looking." And then he turns and he sees like the gigantic house-sized screen, and then he's like, <laughs> "I love you." <laughs> there are so many gags. I had to go back and watch this a few times because, like, when he's in when he's in the big superstore. If you look around and at the other Goofies and what they're doing, like you see one guy shoplifting, see one guy listening to music, kids running around. So it's like there's a lot of gags they put in here. The game that they show on the big screen is actually another Goofy cartoon, uh, How to Play Football. So that's a that's a nice little nod there. Yeah, appropriate appropriate yeah. viewing on the behind there. Yeah. Um, and then you get like. You know, you're going to need, uh, not only do you need the TV, but you need the the DVD, the CD, the DVR, the this, you know, this, that, 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 and the batteries. <laughs> Which are not included. Which are not included. That is a, even though a lot of that isn't as uh, currently up to date, 
uh, even though a lot of that is outdated technology, the visual is still funny. Because even if you're buying a brand new TV, you still need to buy a bunch of other stuff with it. <laughs> just just the idea, you know, the fact that the TV is so big that the delivery company literally have to lift Goofy's house up just to put it inside. Yeah. That just, is, yeah. And he has to cut a hole in the side of his house just to connect, just to connect the wires. What really gets me is that him setting up the the description and him setting up the surround sound system. And there's a couple of gags in that. Like uh he puts you know, he's the, knocking the, the left speaker, the right speaker, the slightly more to the left speaker, the slightly more to the right speaker. I love I love that gag. <laughs> and the subwoofer. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like there's an there's, there's some so many great visual gags of him setting just throwing speakers all over his house, and just there's a knocking over a picture of Walt just to set up speak just to set up one of the speakers. Well, yeah, I loved I love the pictures that are on because I you know I I had to pause it and and look because there's there's the picture of Walt which I clocked immediately because it's kind of the most obvious. But then, if you pause it, you can also see um, a caricature of a caricature of the former head of Pixar. Yeah, John Lasseter, who was then the head of Pixar when they made that. Which I was, believe he was. I believe he was also the head of Walt Disney Animation as well. Well, yeah, but the but the reason that the reason that they put John Lasseter in is probably because this short was like. One of the one of the first goofy shorts that was done with the cap system, which we've talked about before, mm. which was the the computerized system. It wasn't completely done that way, but it was kind of like partially done. I think it might have been like a fifty fifty or something near that. The um, next the next movie to use this would be, I believe, Princess and the Frog. So this was more of a a test to see if they could still do it. Yeah. But um but there's also a picture of Clarabelle up there. <laughs> but um, not a picture of Max. Yeah, no, no, no picture of Max, but there's there's a picture of Clarabelle too. But there's so many like little gags like when um when they deliver uh, the boxes, I don't know if you noticed, because I, I had to back it up and pause it too, but the delivery company is um, Dopey Delivery or something like that, I and it's notice- got a picture of Dopey from the Seven Dwarves on it. What I noticed, um, what I noticed was the item number on the TV, yes! on the TV says Mickey Mouse. Yeah, M1CK. the item... The del- <laughs> Yeah, the item number for the TV is like it's it's an alphanumeric and it spells out Mickey Mouse. Um, there's some like dashes and stuff in there, but yeah, it, it spells out Mickey Mouse for the item number for the for the massive screen TV that he buys. But oh. yeah, but I love the I love the delivery company or the the TV company being like dopey. Um, <laughs> There's so many little like side references and Easter eggs and stuff in this short that I I loved I loved that. So if you're like really dedicated and you go back and and stuff. Also, I don't know if you noticed the names of the football teams. 
that are playing in the big game? Well, um... They're called the Dogs and the Geefs. Oh, D-A-W-G, I get it. Yeah, so they're, yeah, so they're, they're named after, after various, uh, names for Goofy, yeah, (laughs) um, which I like, um, so the, the dogs versus the geefs is the big game that he wants to watch, and they're all, they're all goofs, you know, they're the, in the, the styling of them, so. Of course, the ultimate gag is the universal remote. Like, yeah, which is which is done like a like a nuclear launch thing where he has to like flip up a plastic cover and there's like a big red button and he has like a to turn a switch and stuff. <laughs> All you were missing was the two key thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he didn't have to like do it. I guess it's just because it's just him or something. Maybe yeah. if Max had been in it, they'd have had to like turn the keys at the same time, but <laughs> but yeah, then he like hits the hits the button and the whole like roof like goes off the house with the sound activating and stuff. And he lands right in the middle of the field. And gets trampled by the by it because and he's still thinking he's just watching. It's almost like being there. Like oh, is that what is that what you is that what happened? Because because to me, I thought that it was like really just him like experiencing the the sound and being like it's almost like being there. But uh, yeah, I missed that that he was actually like blown into the actual game. I mean, the the house explodes as soon as he presses the button. He flies up into the stratosphere, goofy holler, and he just lands right in the stadium. Oh yeah, no, I I I totally I totally missed that final gag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, one of the other cool things about this short is that it was a project. the The music for this short. Done by our old friend uh, Michael Giacchino, hmm. who is uh, you may you may remember as the guy who, uh, among many other projects, of course, but uh, probably his magnum opus has to be the uh, the Marvel fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say as as if, you know, he didn't, like, win an Oscar for Up or anything, but, like, to me, he's always going to be the guy who wrote the Marvel fanfare. But, you know, like, the 50 seconds of music that sends me to my happy place every time I hear it, but... And including a complete recreation of the goofy theme song from the beginning of the cartoons. Like, that's not a yeah. That's not a reuse. They actually re-recorded that just for this cartoon. Yeah, I mean that's that's really awesome. But yeah, no, um, that's I don't really know how how early he his work with with Disney started. Honestly, but he's been working with Disney for freaking ages. But yeah, yeah, for like the first goofy theatrical short in whoever knows how long, it was really good. And the fact that this is another one that's not on Disney Plus, 
you can buy it on YouTube or you could watch it for free on Disney.com. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's definitely worth a watch because it's it's very inventive. And if you're a big D- Disney nerd, there's so many little Easter eggs. Oh, yeah, it. it's amazing. So our last goofy short is actually a trio of shorts. This was done during uh, the early pandemic. This was released uh, last year in a trio called How to Stay at Home. So, yeah, it says goofy during the pandemic. One short is called How to Wear a Mask. Another is called Learning How to Cook. And the third is called Binge Watching. Or you can watch all three as one cartoon, which is what I did. I don't know how about, about I don't know about you. I didn't see that option until after I'd watched all three of them separately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was done for Disney Plus, uh, one of the many, many uh, shorts that the animators did since they were at home. And the fact that this is hand drawn, this was not computer animated. Like, there were a lot of shorts that were done during the pandemic. Most of them were computer animated. A lot of them, like the the Olaf shorts that came out in 2020. But yeah, the fact that someone that's, you know, one of the Disney animators decided, hey, let's do a how-to cartoon with Goofy about staying home during a pandemic. It's actually a... A pretty good idea. And again, Disney doing something modern as opposed to, you know, something, you know, something relatively modern and relevant. And it kind of still relevant, depending on how you how you deal with things. Same duo. So there's nothing really changed. But we actually see. I don't know if this is the first time we've seen the narrator. But we see the narrator in one of these shorts. Like during the binge watch short that you have to see the narrator going, hello, are you are you still there? Yeah, that was that was a bit a bit weird. Yeah. And he's a human. He's not a goof. Yeah. So the first short is how to wear a mask. So we have Goofy trying to wear a mask and i have to say that it's a sad thing that what that goofy wears a mask better than most people i've seen wear masks especially since his face is not really built for it yeah it's hard to wear a mask when you have that snout yeah but at least he keeps his nose and mouth covered yeah like Good for him. If Goofy can figure that out, uh, yeah. <laughs> he keeps uh, some other parts of him covered, too, because he gets tangled up in the mask. And that's a regular blue paper mask. That's a strong mask. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a it's just a blue paper surgical mask. It's not even like an N95 or anything. So the the, the second of these three shorts, How to Cook. Goofy wants to cook. He doesn't really have a lot of ingredients. Goofy, there is something called delivery. You can get groceries delivered to your house now. I've done it. But he's going to cook with whatever's in his house. 
And again, it's it's more visual slapstick comedy of him trying to his best to cook with whatever little things he has around the house, which isn't much. <laughs> Just this mound of stuff of beans and peanut butter and rotten eggs and whatever else he can find in the house. He ends up using like the can of beans and he uses the outside can as well. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't just empty the can of beans. He uses the full can because he's Cause, goofy. Because <laughs> you can still see can. <laughs> you can still see, like, beans written on the side of the can. <laughs> and, he's, he, and he's eating it. That he, uh, again, not, not much to do on that. But the final one, how to binge watch. This is the best of the three, and it's amazing. Because it's just goofy sitting there. Watching, you actually hear the goofy theme again as he's watching. So he's watching his own cartoons. He's just sitting there and he gets has this one look on his face for the entire cartoon. He's and uh, this is where the narrator comes in. It's hello, are you still there? Are you still with me? <laughs> and he just doesn't move. He has his face glued to the TV. He gets his delivery. He's what I love the fact that he doesn't move his head from the TV. Yet he moves his body and has the 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 courtesy to put a mask on, even though his face is nowhere near the door. That was one of my favorite bits too. And I I wish I could do the thing where my neck would stretch so my body could do other things while my face stays, <laughs> so I can binge watch things. It would make my life so much easier. I mean, you can always watch it on your phone. The fact that I mean, has- don't don't think I don't do that already. <laughs> I mean, Goofy does everything. He goes get food. He goes to the bathroom. I I I recently I recently got gifted new uh, wireless earbuds, <laughs> and it makes my life so much better now that I can take my phone and like have a video on and just like you know put my phone in the room and just wander around the room. And keep looking back and just take my phone from room to room with my wireless earbuds. And not happen to bother bother and, your roommates and, or anything like that. Well, no, and and not and not have to not have to be attached to my phone because mm. I, I used to take my phone and and I had like you know just wired headphones and stuff that I would keep watching shows on and everything because my old wireless earbuds broke and it was really annoying because. That would be attached to my phone and that would, you know, having to constantly move it. And the range on my new wireless ones is really good now uh, with the Bluetooth. And so I'm like, oh, yes, freedom. <laughs> so now that I can do that, I can keep binging things as on my phone as I'm walking around. Game changer. So I feel you, Goofy. I feel you. And of course, he gets he gets <laughs> is able to somehow change into his pajamas, grab a pillow, and bl- and just go to sleep, still binge watching. Yes, his eyes are open and his mouth is snoring, and he's still binge watch. I was like, oh man, I wish I could do that too. I'd be caught up on so many shows. I mean, there should have been like at least I know Disney Plus doesn't do it. But you should have had like the Netflix. Are are you still watching? 
Yeah, that's actually one of the great things about Disney is that it doesn't annoy me with the, are you still watching? Thank you, Disney Plus, for not constantly judging me for my binge-watching habits. (laughs) I can watch an entire series of television and it never once asked me if I'm still watching. Like, (laughs) yes, Disney, I am still watching this season of Daredevil. I will still be watching this season of Daredevil until I finish this season of Daredevil. (laughs) (laughs) When I watched it on Netflix, Netflix would ask me, are you still watching this season of Daredevil? Yes, Netflix, I'm still watching the season of Daredevil. Have I finished the season of Daredevil yet? No, then I'm still watching the season of Daredevil. Now that it's on Disney+, Plus, I can just watch the season of Daredevil, and Disney+, Plus will let me finish the season of Daredevil without interrupting me. Thank you, Disney+. Plus. You understand a Marvel fan. <laughs> this is why I'm happy for new Daredevil on Disney+. Plus Because Disney+, Plus will not judge me for my Marvel binge-watching habits. <laughs> Are you going to be watching his episode of She-Hulk after you finished your rewatch here? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, I've already seen those episodes of She-Hulk multiple times. Of course. Of course. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the uh, again for the first new new uh, Disney uh, new Goofy short in now at this point that was two thousand seven. This twenty twenty one. That's like that's like fifteen years between sh- shorts. Yeah, was- while while we're complaining about not enough Goofy shorts on Disney Plus, why don't we just have make more Goofy shorts for Disney Plus? We need to know how to do things, and we need Goofy to teach us. Exactly. <laughs> we shouldn't have to go to YouTube to learn how to do things, Disney. That is a how-to right there. How-to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we need, like, a whole how-to-adult series with Goofy. How Come to on. be an adult. That is a yes. cartoon right there. How to be an adult. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we grew up with Goofy. Now we need Goofy to tell us how to adult. You're really trusting Goofy to be the adult in the room? Hey, he raised a decent enough child. Max well, is cool. Yeah, but we still don't haven't found out what happened to Goofy Jr., I mean, I'm not you know, sure. There's, I'm not sure. there's always, there's always one that slips by the side of the road. You know, I mean, we're, we're not even Disney is sure if those two are the same character or not. Every parent knows that you gotta have more than one child because one is always gonna, you know, you got your throwaway kid and you got the one that actually succeeds at things. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... <laughs> Uh, I say as an only child who is probably the throwaway child. <laughs> the only child that also has no children of their own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Well, I was the throwaway child. If they wanted grandchildren, they should have had another kid. Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, let's... let's... <laughs> That's a- no, but seriously, if Disney wants to own the world, give us more goofy how-to shorts. You know, I'll take teach more us things. Goofy. I'll I'll take more goofy how-to shorts. I'll take more goofy everyman shorts and sports shorts. Respect for the goof. I don't yeah. need I don't need another goofy movie. I know there's a lot of people who want one. I do not need another goofy movie. Just give me more goofy shorts. 
that's enough you know, for if me. you want to do another goofy movie that's fine too <laughs> but you know more goofy shorts that's that's cool actually i really loved these how how to stay at home shorts i kind of wish they were a little bit longer i mean i get why they weren't because they were made during the pandemic and stuff but you know we've kind of streamlined the work from home process now and more animators are, are doing stuff at home i mean we we say as we know animators who are working from home you yeah know? still still working <laughs> from home now yeah so I mean it's it's uh it's a thing they could do you know um and Disney Plus always needs more content now that we have a CEO again who understands that yeah <laughs> M. so they have their like their little spark shorts program where it's just animators most of these have done been from home but animators doing their own original idea so i would say that if a lot of them probably want to do their own original idea versus uh using the existing characters which is fine but if they have a great idea for using uh the 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 existing characters as much as i like the new mickey shorts i would like to see the other characters get their own shorts that outside of just hanging around Mickey, you know? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So, um, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Kiki, do these goofy shorts have the magic? I think we've established that they do. Uh, exactly. They so do. They still hold up, especially the newer ones. The newer cartoons are just as good. I I do not understand these people that say, oh, they don't make cartoons the way they used to. It's like, yeah, they do. You're just not watching them. Granted, I know that um, they've recently ended them, but the Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max are just as good as the classics. These new cartoons... These and the new, new Disney cartoons... I mean, every time we've talked about the, the new Disney cartoons, when we did, like, the new Mickey ones and the these new goofy ones i mean they're holding up uh with the classic ones we we tend to like them at least as as well and sometimes better than some of the classic ones yeah so uh, let's move on to next week kiki it's christmas time hmm. what are what? you gonna make me watch this time we are going to watch next week a holiday classic, even one that I'm sure will put you in the holiday spirits. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, Muppets I can do. And this will be the new extended edition because by the time this episode goes out, that should be on Disney+. Plus. The director's cut with the extra song added back in. Because Christmas isn't Christmas unless you're watching the Muppets, honestly. That's that's true. So uh, come back next week for our Christmas episode, The Muppet Christmas Carol. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. If you want to help the fight for human rights in the U.S., the American Civil Liberties Union works to protect constitutional rights for all Americans. Their website is aclu.org. 
If you need reproductive services in the U.S. or wish to donate to those who do, go to abortionfunds.org for more info. The battle isn't over until the last person surrenders. The fight continues. Don't let the magic stop here. Join our conversation online on Facebook at Rewatching the Magic. Twitter at Rewatch the Magic. And of course, new episodes every week at rewatchingthemagic.podbean.com. Remember, the magic is for everyone. It only stops if you let it. <laughs>